welcome to Filled with His Love. This term, divine rendezvous, has kind of captured me a little bit, I, have, I must admit. Uh, I first heard it uh, as a term originating from Elder J. Jensen, who is an emeritus General Authority 70. So I've got another divine rendezvous I want to talk about today. I've mentioned before that as a young man, I served my mission in Tahiti. So French Polynesia, as it is called, has about a hundred islands. It's a large collection of islands, some of them coral atolls, very unique islands in all the world. And I served most of my mission on Papeete, in Papeete, or around Papeete, in Tahiti, the main island, which has most of the population. But for the final six months of my mission, my mission president said, well, would you like to serve off the island of Tahiti? And I said, it would be really nice if I could serve in Tupoi. I had never suggested an assignment, a transfer before, but I was at the end of my mission. He knew that. And he said, Tupoi it is. So this island is about 400 miles south of Tahiti, a long ways, a long boat ride. And it holds a very unique place in church history. It was in Tupoi that the church established its first foreign-speaking mission. So the gospel had been preached in England for some time, but had not been preached officially in any foreign language until Tupoi, this tiny island in the Pacific, surrounded by only ocean. There are, there are two other islands in the Australs, but next to it. But after that, I mean, it's miles and miles before anything but ocean. So who was the first missionary in Tupoi? Addison Pratt. So let me give you just a little bit of background on Addison. He was born in New England, and as a young man, he became a whaler. While working aboard a whaling ship as a young man, they stopped in Hawaii, and he decided to jump ship and he wanted to spend more time in Hawaii. And so he jumped ship and spent several months there and living near Honolulu, where he actually was able to learn quite a bit of the Hawaiian language. During that time, he became quite proficient in it. And so years later in Nauvoo, in October 1843, Addison recommended to the prophet Joseph that the church begin missionary work among the Polynesians. Addison said, Joseph, I think they are going to be receptive. Not long after Addison's suggestion, he and three other brethren were set apart as missionaries for Polynesia. Addison arrived on the island of Tupoi on April 30th, 1844. Now think of this. This was three years, three full years before the saints were in Utah. So Addison and these other three brethren went on a ship, went to New York, went around Australia. This is the long way around the world, I might mention. A very long voyage. One of them died at sea. Lots of sacrifice in this early part of the church. And before they arrived in Tupoi. So Okay, now that's a little bit of background on Addison. Let's fast forward for just a moment to April of 2019. So in April of 1844, Addison landed in Tupoi, and in April of 2019, 
we were celebrating, my wife and I were celebrating our 50th wedding anniversary, and we traveled with our children and their spouses to Tahiti. By the way, I highly recommend it. So on a Sunday, we were sitting in a church meeting. It was a Sunday school meeting, actually, and I was sitting next to a Tahitian man uh, I had never met before, never seen, so I kind of wanted to become acquainted with him. So I told him my name and asked about his. He said, my name is Pratt Hadeva. Hmm. I said, well, are you named perhaps after Addison Pratt? He said, oh, yes, I am named after Addison Pratt. His last name is my first name, Pratt Hadeva. And so I said, well, here we are in Tahiti. Are, are you from Tupoi? He said, yes, I was born in Tupoi, raised in Tupoi, and now I'm just working in Papete here in Tahiti. And I said, oh, well, I just happen to have a picture that I want to show you. Prior to the trip, I collected a lot of pictures from my mission, digitized them, and put them on my phone so that I could show them on a slide presentation to my children at one of our gatherings during our trip, just to give them a feel for what my mission was like 50-some years before. And so I pulled my phone out, showed this picture to Pratt Hariva'a. He looked at the picture. In this picture were two women sitting on either side of me, and they had put all kinds of flowers and shell, we call them haze in Tahiti rather than lays, but shell haze around my neck as a parting farewell gift. This is typical of Tahitian culture when someone leaves or when they come for a welcoming gift, they put these haze around their neck, very much like in Hawaii when you arrive and you get a flower lay around your neck. So this was this picture. And he looks at the picture, Pratt Hariba'a, and he says, oh, that's my grandmother. Now, you have to imagine that his grandmother at that time was about 30 or 27 about, I guess, in age. And then he said something quite unique. He said, my mother is celebrating her 80th birthday and she's coming to Tahiti next week. You've got to meet with each other because this will be a meeting of renewal. You met her back in 1968, and now it's 2019. You need to meet her again. So we found it, but think of this. I mean, what is the probability of this, that... Uh, he would actually look at this picture and find his grandmother uh, was the one who was working with me, serving with me in a sense, as a great member missionary in Tahiti and Tupoi those many years before. So on the next week, we, the time we found was when we were departing uh, Tahiti we could meet with his mother. So he brought his mother to the airport. We actually sang some Tahitian songs with her. We embraced, we talked, and it was 
one of those joyful reunion moments. So, last night in the temple, I shared this story with a young man who had spent two months in Tahiti not too long before. And so, I, when I found that he had been to Tahiti, I said, well, if you have a moment, I'll share this story after our sealing session was over. So I shared this encounter, and he said, think of how many things had to come together for that to happen. You had to be in Tahiti at the right time when she was celebrating her birthday. You had to attend the same meeting, the same Sunday school meeting, as her son. And his mother had to be coming to Tahiti at that very time. And your schedules had to match so that you could meet. He was right. As Elder Bednar has said, in the work of the Lord, there are no coincidences. That meeting with her was not a coincidence. We stayed in contact. I stayed in contact with Prat Hariba'a uh, well after our visit. And the very next year, Sister Hariba'a, at the age of 80, died of COVID. Had we not met at that particular time, we probably never would have met in this life. Do I believe that this was a divine rendezvous? Yes. Unequivocally, without a doubt. God brings us together to strengthen one another. And she strengthened me in the airport that day when we were embracing and saying goodbye and wishing her well at her birthday. She strengthened my whole family, actually. And we reflected on our first meeting when we met in Tahiti over 50 years before. Now, let's draw this picture even further. The Harivas would likely not be members of the church if Addison Pratt had not been eager to preach the gospel to the Polynesians. The Prophet Joseph would likely not have sent Addison on a mission had Addison not suggested it to Joseph. Had Addison not been a whaler who learned Hawaiian, he likely would not have been able to learn the Tahitian language because he had no written materials to help him. Had I not been called on a mission to Tahiti, I never would have met the Hariva'a family, etc. And it goes on and on. The traditional greeting in Tahitian is Yorana. So, and oftentimes when they say it, they follow it with you. Yorana oi would be like saying, hello, you. <laughs> uh, but I love, this is one of my favorite greetings of all languages in the world. Literally what it means is that you might have life or that you, it's kind of like life to you. Yorana, that you might live, that you might have life. That is what divine rendezvous are all about, giving each other life. And what could be better for each of us to do than every time we meet with whomever we are meeting to give life to each other, to build each other up, to be positive, to express faith and hope and love every time we meet with another person. Uh, 
So I hope you've enjoyed this rendezvous. What I challenge you to do is think of your own divine rendezvous. Where are they? When have they happened? And how have they enriched your life and the life of those you've met with? Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.